This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today we have a Week 10 FCS football preview. Man, we are coming up on the end of the season, and that means, of course, the next four weeks are going to be so critical for the final outcome of the season. Who makes it into the playoff? Who is a seeded team? And you bet your ass that we have two massive games. We have Actually, there are four or five massive games this weekend. We can't get to all of them, obviously. But the ones, Sean, that we're going to be going over, Montana versus Sac State, South Dakota State versus North Dakota State, another important separation Saturday. Sean, before we get into it, though, can you just share with our listeners a quick word from Bet Online? I'd love to. While I do, would you mind putting in your picks for FC estimates? That'd be great, Ben. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks. What is this formatting? Oh, what is this? All right, go ahead. Sorry. We had a beautiful sports equinox this week where we had baseball, hockey, basketball, and football all playing. I think it was on Monday. I don't think it's going to happen for the rest of the year, but if you're a sports better, like me, maybe you took one of each and decided to parlay it. Had a nice night. Just flip back, flip back, flip back, flip back. That's fun. The flip back is a savior for bets because it gives you hope when you pick up that remote. If you have two out, you can always flip back and see. And right as you're hitting that last button or the return button or even the button with the little arrow, there's a little piece of hope that you get to feel. And you say, wow, when I flip it back, it's all going to be going my way. It didn't that night, but sometimes it does. And that's a great feeling to have. It's one of the little intricacies that makes sports betting fun. Head to bet online today to get in on the action. Don't forget don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I can't believe I just saw what, who you picked for one of these games, and I'm just dumbfounded. That after, I'm sure. After, I'm after sure. everything... I mean, I okay. We're gonna we're gonna get to it in a second. By the way, do you remember when we used to do FC estimates and we used to not pick them ahead of time? We would just rapid fire pick them off the top of our heads. That had to have been one of the worst show bits that we've ever done. Really problematic and uh, and unprofessional. We, we should have changed the channel name then when we were doing that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how we managed it. We have managed to get more organized and professional. Uh, some people did attend for some reason. Um, disagree. So this was a this was a pretty crazy week for uh, dealing with Montana fans, um, and we're going to be talking about this Montana Sac State game. And look, it's just a fact of the matter that I think there could be an argument of where to place Montana wherever we feel like it. And this Sac State game, I think, is going to be really critical for us determining how legitimate they are. I said this on the Alabama LSU preview, but I think that there's so many similarities between Montana's roster structure and Alabama's roster structure for comparing an FBS to an FCS team. Historically, really good football program. Their defense is one of the best in the country. A really weak, faltering offensive line. A quarterback that's been sacked a lot, given up a lot of tackles for loss. This team 
can win football games against big opponents and is going to make it into the playoff. But I'm very wary about this matchup against Sac State, Sean. I'm removed for, by the way, for whatever reason, the Sac State fans think, or not Sac State fans, the Missouri, Jesus Christ, the Montana fans. There we go. For whatever reason, it's been a long week. Montana fans, for whatever reason, think that there is some innate bias against the the conspiracy. I actually really like Montana as a football program. I think it's really fun. I remember back to when I was in high school, I used to watch Montana games whenever they were on TV. It was one of the teams that like I used to root for because they were just cool uniforms, great vibe, great football team. I'm not being biased here when we pre- present this analysis. Their offensive line is problematic. 102nd in sacks allowed, Sean. 107th in, in tackles for loss allowed. That stuff catches up to you at some point in the season. And when you faced off with a relatively weak schedule with one good win, eventually there's, when you face a good kicker. team, right. Yes. And when when you yeah. face a good team, eventually this stuff is going to catch up to you. I, I think I said maybe before the show uh, yesterday, I said the last thing you want to do if you're a, fa- a fan base is to get me angry and to get Joe locked in on your program. Because then the gloves come off and we're going to dive deep and we're going to have some analysis. You're just not going to hear anywhere else except for literally your local program that watches every game, does every interview, is all over the team. You're just not going to get that from a national show like this. But this is their game. This is their game of the season. It's the most important game. It's more important than the Idaho game because mm. even if they lost that, they'd still they'd probably still be ranked and they just have two losses sitting there. And you're looking at it like, ah, okay. That Idaho game, fantastic for Montana. Huge win, and it put them back on the polls for me. That's what the win did. And I think that win did it for a lot of people because the first stretch, it was rough. It was not good. And since then, they've beat the teams that they should beat. Congratulations. They've beaten the Northern Colorados. They've beaten the Idaho States, the Utah Techs, whoever else. They, they've beaten them. Good for you. It's not that strong of a resume, uh, so I, I doubt they'll even tune in, the Montana fans. We have a couple who I'm starting oh, to wait, appreciate wait. more. Right, right. So I want to I bring this up. Um, you know, we got, I, I one of the few listeners that I respond to in the comments because I don't have time is Guide Life because yeah. – he managed to piss me off a couple times. And you know what? We, we came at him last show. And he, he had a really prompt comment this week that basically said, well, my sense of humor is your guys' sense of humor because we're all just hacks that think we know what we're talking about, but we really don't. I, I thought that that was a really apt point that it's like, you know what? That's the vibe that we put off, that we're here That's to have cool. fun and give each other shit. And I, I actually, I respect you now for saying that. I respect the hell out of you. It, Guide life stock like, rising. Yes. Yeah, he's over Heath right Everybody now. Everybody else Heath. falling. The Montana fans are, they lost their minds this week. They lost their minds on me, probably more reasonably than when they were losing their minds on Joe, who had them at six in his top 25. We have different opinions on it. Yeah. I respect Joe's, and I hope that Joe respects mine. But we both have the same mindset. We happen to rank them differently. Didn't matter. The hell storm came and I they rallied. Boy, they rallied. They won't rally to get us to one of their games, but they'll rally to call us morons and idiots and tell us we didn't play football. 
just a bunch of loons. The okay, look, final thought on this before we like yeah. really dive dive into this this Sac State game. Um, I I I gonna kind of hold back on I think responding to a lot of comments going forward because I, I really thought about this. I was really pissed off by one person in particular. You were. One thing that they said and it, it we really, needed to cool off. It was yeah. Uh, and yeah you I, said we need to tape now. I said Joe, let's just simmer. Let's simmer. We'll get to it. The reality of it is that we're blessed with an amazing opportunity. We've put in a lot of work over the past couple of years to be reputable enough for Craig Haley to give us faith, to represent the stats perform top 25. And the stats perform to- top 25, as much people try to criticize it, it is the most reputable ranking right now. It, it really is outside of the committee ranking. It is the most reputable ranking because we have broken down why the coaches' poll is not totally reliable. And I'm not going to waste my time stooping down to the level of other individuals and listeners and whatnot that are going to call us stupid. I don't think that that is fair to do that to Craig and to everything that we've been granted. But I, I mean, I will say, though, the Blake Hempstead guy who claims to be in the media, who works for a silly little uh, blog in Anaconda, Montana, that guy sucks. That guy completely sucks. I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna go in on him like I wanted to. I was really riled up on Monday for him criticizing us the way that he did. But to work in the media and to claim to be in the media or to pretend to be reputable enough to be a part of the media and to call people what he did to direct his attention at us is beyond pathetic. It's fine. I I understand what the territory is. Uh, and here's the thing: Craig wouldn't have given us a vote if we didn't earn it. He wouldn't have. It just would not have happened. So whether you like the polls or not, Mm. this is the situation as is right now. We know what we're talking about. We played it. We live it. And uh, and then I I appreciate Rack and Jamie and uh, all the other defensemen of the show. But we're we're big boys. We can we're fine. Yeah. Plenty of criticism happens every week for every poll. Doesn't matter. We can rise above. We we will continue to. What what also needs to be brought up fans of college football and FCS football should not get upset with seeing wide ranges of placement for teams. You you shouldn't get upset because the reality of it is you should want diversity of opinion. You should yes. want people that are willing like, and also I completely disagree with you putting them at 17. I think that that is way too far, but the reality is I think six is way too high for you. Right. So the whole point here is that you have enough voters that are willing to have considerable different arguments and you have a valid argument for your placement of where you put them, you need the diversity of opinion because otherwise you get an unreliable poll where you're overranking teams because of name recognition. And that's what the coach's poll is. It's not a reliable, hard thought out ballot. It's just not. You need people to put Montana at 17 and some to put them at two. You need that in order to create a diverse opinion to have a developed analysis on where these teams should be placed. If you want a bad ballot, then like go subscribe to the, you know, the local Montana ballot that's going to put them at number one. Yeah. If that's what you want, go find somebody who puts that out. It's the hair trigger stuff that gets me. Like, like we do bits and we joke on the show, but mm. we both take the polls seriously. And when I see, oh, he's just trolling and clickbait. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I rack my brain every week, constantly moving, shift constantly. I'm sitting. We talked about it on Sunday. It was tormenting. It's been a tormenting season. Yeah. Trying to have the perfect ballot. Who beat who? How much do I want to value? 
every little thing goes into these. So getting called a troll, it's fine. I'm not the first. You're not the first. It doesn't, it's not, it, it's right off my back. But to reemphasize, my ballots aren't trolling. If you don't like it, just say you don't like it. That's, that's fine. That's appropriate. Right. That's discourse. But right. I'm not trying to get a reaction. It's just what I believe. Right. No, no one's deliberately doing that. But to feed into what we're talking about here at the Sac State game, this is going to be really important Important for them. If they beat Sac State, oh yeah, I, I will absolutely move them way up. And I think that they belong in that top two, three discussion. And the argument of them being ahead of Idaho then I think is solidified. I'd even move them up ahead of Idaho. They deserve to be in that spot. However, Sean... I don't think after doing this much of a deep dive, I have not div- dove in this deep on a team this season for a preview uh, as I did for Montana. I am legitimately worried for how they match up with Sac State. Now, defensively, Riley Wilson, Alex Dunbar, that front seven has been fantastic. They have been attacking. They're downhill. Um, they're 16th in team sacks this year. They're getting after opposing quarterbacks, which does not – uh, fare very well for Caden Bennett, who has been steady. I, I I know that he's been, I think, a little bit in and out of the lineup. But what really concerns me outside of the offensive line stuff, which that's problematic when you play good teams, that stuff is really highlighted. And when you gave up, up as many tackles for loss and sacks against NAU and Ferris State, the concern is expanded even further. But I didn't realize that defensively, they're 101st in pass yards allowed. They don't have the back-end secondary, in my opinion, to match up with the Sac State team that is 32nd in passing offense and 19th in rushing offense. You might be able to take away the run, but I don't have much evidence that you're able to slow down opposing teams' passing attacks. And the biggest thing here, and why we're adamant about our placement of Montana on our ballots, they haven't been tested by a passing attack comparable to Sac State's. Yes, they played against Idaho. They played a good game against Idaho. They played keep away against Idaho. I think that this, if, if Sac State gets into a rhythm, it could be a potentially long day for that Montana defense. They've got a lot of good players. Marshall Martin, we had our eye on at the beginning of the season. He popped off for like 100 yards and a touchdown last week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Caden Bennett not turning the ball over. In his last two games, he has three picks. Not great. Montana State and Idaho, or, or yeah, Montana State and Idaho State. He had two versus Montana State. That hurt in a, in a game that could have been closer. Idaho State, they took care of business, but that's a game where you really want to clean things up and say, "All right, look at me. I can move the I can move the ball down the field. I can throw touchdowns. I can't throw picks." Uh, and and that's that's what we're looking for. Montana State could turn them over, and that could make the game way closer than it needs to be. And turnover margin between tight teams is so valuable. It's so important to get that extra possession, especially if you're evenly matched at certain areas. I'm not going to say uh, Montana's defense is good. They're going to cause problems. I think they should bring the heat. If you have a turnover uh, a prone quarterback, bring the heat. Send five, send six. Sure, he might you, he might get a touchdown early, but if you consistently get to a quarterback, if you just touch him, consistently mm. touching him, eventually he's going to start predicting the touch and he's going to throw a pick. He's going to he's going to think he, it's going to be a misread. It's going to go right in the defender's hands. And then you might be running it back for six. So that would be my game plan. If I'm Montana, get to Bennett or whoever they have starting at quarterback, uh, because last week it was it was also uh, Carson Conklin took a majority of the pass attempts. Maybe that was just because of blowout, but I, don't, I wouldn't I wouldn't assume so. But he came in had two thirty five for three and no picks. 
whoever it is, get to the quarterback if you're Montana. If you have a defense mm. and linebackers that can get there, cause problems, cause chaos. Accept the fact that you're not going to be able to have it throw a shutout. You're not going to pitch a shutout versus Sac State. But you can intimidate and be the aggressor on defense. I, I love the, the way that you've kind of really framed this. Um, I really think that what is always going to be Montana's bread and butter and what wins them football games this year and continues to win them football games is playing that level of keep away. Clifton McDowell, since really taking over this quarterback position, has boosted the run production for this offense. Eli Gilman is underrated as one of the best running backs in the country. They cannot put themselves into any situation whatsoever to try to go even remotely shot for shot against Sac State. The minute that the time of possession, they could still win the time of possession, but if it's within like a minute or two, that's where things start to get problematic. You have to really suck the air out of this, this offense for Sac State because once they hit a rhythm, and even when they make mistakes like we saw against Montana State, mm-hmm. they're good for six whenever they need to get it. They have that air you out, attack you, aggressive style passing attack and rushing attack, kill you in space type of a team that they'll find ways to get points. You have to play keep away. You have to keep that offense off the field. I just still stand by and I look at the past examples of even in their losses against Montana State and against Idaho, they were still able to put points up on the board. They were still able to score really quickly. So that's where my ultimate fear comes down to. Say Montana plays three and a half quarters of really good football, and they maintain that lead. I think that Sac State is one of the most dangerous teams in the country when they need to score in a hurry. If this is a one-score game at the end of the football game, I would be willing to bet that Sac State can pull out and find a way to win. It's one of the hardest places to play at home, but because this is at Sac State, I have a lot more pause for giving uh, as much of a defensive advantage to, uh, to Montana. It'll be a fun game. It'll be interesting for sure. It's just a good matchup, and it's last week was a bit sleepy for all of college football. FCS a little bit better than FBS, but there's some. This is this is the nut cutting time. Gut check. Get ready to go for the playoff. Rev it up because you can't drop three in November. You really don't want to drop two. If you're making the playoffs, you need to go two and one at the minimum in November. You just you just can't go into the playoffs flat because it's it's going to be a gruesome four games, three games, whatever it is. It's going to be a big, big time decisions are being made now. So Montana, if you win, expect a big bump. Sac State, if you win, expect the respect. Absolutely. The respect will be granted to whoever ends up winning this game uh, and will be reflected in our ballots. South Dakota State versus North Dakota State. Man, this marker game, it does not, and this is going to say, oh man, it's hard to, the thing that bothers me, I have to just a quick, soapbox statement sure it bugs the hell out of me that when you pick a team and you pick them defiantly and you're confident in that they're going to win that the immediate rush to the comments is these guys are homers these guys are it doesn't help that you're wearing this it's just a hat my hair is terrible right now Um, it's just it's it's literally just a hat i found it under my bed i wanted to throw it back on i looked at it it's not great and then i flipped it around it's even worse on on the back this hat was 30 bucks it's the most Not yellow hat you've ever seen. South Dakota State, North Dakota State. The marker game seemingly is not as close of a, close of a divisive battle as it's been in the past because we've talked about at length 
how South Dakota State is just the Georgia right now unstoppable force that is rolling through everybody. It is experienced beyond levels of experience that we have ever seen in the history of college football and that we will never see again. They are firing on all cylinders on offense and defense. 10th in pass yards allowed, 19th in pass yards per completion, which is massive, 6th in run defense, and then 6th in rushing offense. So they're very, very well-rounded. Their defensive line has been great. Their secondary with Isaiah Stalbert and Tucker Large have been very productive. But where I come back to with North Dakota State and why I think that we can't sit here and, and say it's a foregone conclusion is, one, it's the marker game. Anything can happen. But two, I think defensively, this might be one of the most difficult matchups South Dakota State is going to face all season, which is saying a lot with their schedule. Cole Wisniewski is a dude. He is going to be a shockingly highly drafted guy that is going to go higher than a lot of people expect. Um, and then Eli Mostarit, I'm definitely mispronouncing that, and Dylan Hendricks have been really great on that defensive line. So if anyone slows down that rushing attack of Isaiah Davis, and company, it, it it could be this North Dakota State front. I'm taking a crack. I think it's most start. Most start. Uh, here's what I look at this game as. I I truly believe North Dakota State is going to be vintage fired up for this. Like, ready to go, sick of the season, sick of the talk, sick of what they're doing uh, down south. I, I, I believe they're going to be fired up. The problem it's Eli, is, it's Eli Mostert. I just there we it, go. There's a little pronunciation thing on the website. North Dakota State website, man. We need more of those that have the pronunciation. Sorry, continue. Oh, you you think North Dakota State's website is better than? <laughs> it's better than some <laughs> of these FBS ones, ones that uh, that I can click into and get a pronunciation. That there's there's not enough that do that. Who were hey, what, people what get the, pissed did the at pioneer, us for mis- the, the Pioneer had some bad websites. Pioneer oh my God. had some bad ones. There's some bad ones that don't even get updated halfway through the season. There's uh, whatever. Sorry, what were you saying? San Diego's was really bad, I think. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Gosh. A waste of breath. But um, North Dakota State is going to take this game personally, as they should. They've had bad losses this year. They've had not off-brand losses. It's not an on-brand, oh, my gosh, they just caught us. They were super nice. It was we were flat, we didn't look good, and we lost. And it's a potential to do that and look like that against South Dakota State every time you play them this year. I think they're going to come out guns blazing, ready to go. Problem is, marker game, South Dakota State is still, I think, tired of being the punchy bag for so many years. So it's the, you're meeting an equally fired up uh, uh, opponent. If South Dakota State had been resting on their laurels a little bit this season, I might be having a different tone. You're meeting your match with the energy level. The problem is South Dakota state more talented and they're, they're just seemingly unbeatable right now. Where are you going to, what are you going to pick on? Where are you going to, what are you going to expose? I've been saying in every preview for South Dakota state, what do you expose? Well, I don't think it's a matter of exposing if you can. And this is why I think that North Dakota state finds a way to make this thing close. I think it's visible and we've spoken highly of Mark Gronowski. I think it's visible that if you slow down the rushing attack and you bottle it up a little bit and you keep them out of the red area, that's how you can keep this game close and you can find yourself in a position to win it late. That's where this this comes down to ultimately. 
if they have success along the defensive line and they get some pressures and get some tackles for loss behind the line of scrimmage for some third and longs, again, Gronowski is a quality quarterback, but at times I've seen it against Montana State this year a little bit and against other opponents. He does make mistakes. He is not a perfect quarterback. There are other better quarterbacks. He's very experienced. He is a steady player, but he has had some weak performances. So you need to put the onus on him. If you're smart enough, you're going to make him specifically beat you. It's kind of like J.J. McCarthy, where J.J. McCarthy for Michigan has been really good and really consistent. He's had some amazing games, but he's also had some bad ones where teams have forced him to be the one that beats him. So same thing comes into play here. Make him beat you. And if Gronowski plays well, you're screwed. That's the the real takeaway there because when he's hot, they're hard to stop. Marker game is always fun. It's been fun since we've been covering the FCS, and I, you just naturally, people are sick of hearing it. You naturally have to lean towards the Jackrabbits. You do, just in strictly who would win the game. You have to lean towards them. I think North Dakota State puts up a bigger fight than expected uh, for how their season has gone. I think they are tired of it, and they want to try to get it back. This is a last-ditch effort to to prove that they're still them. Mm-hmm. But they can still make noise. But to prove that they're still them, this is a last-ditch effort. Well, for this season. This is going to sound negative and it definitely could spark the ire of some fans. I think it's a foregone conclusion that South Dakota State wins this game. And I think that for North Dakota State's sake, they need to lose this game close. They can't let this thing get away from them. This has to be a one-score football game to re-solidify and say, wow, look, they played South Dakota State close. Maybe we're wrong about this team. And to reaffirm that they belong uh, still in the top 25 discussion and they shouldn't get moved out of it. Because that is an impending reality that needs to be brought up. If they lose this game handily by more than two scores, I don't think that will happen. But if that does happen, we have to have that conversation of bumping them to the back end of the top 25 or maybe even completely out because – yeah. They've got three losses. They don't really have a signature win. It's possible. It's possible to happen. It could be time. It definitely could be. Uh, I think that's a good way of phrasing it as well. The way that you, uh, the way that you put it, that was a good framing of um, expectation for the game. All right, FC estimates to wrap us up. Uh, Sean last week picked the games, but still managed to lose to me. So we picked the game again. Games again this week. Current standings are. 65 and 28, Mr. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, 48 and 44. I am just creating an a just a disturbing lead. This is a this is a big lead, man. This is a big this does not make any sense. This is some 2019 shit where I was just whipping your ass every single week, and then I had just a 20-point lead. I I think this is the week you go sub 500. I here's the thing that you go below 500. Joe is who I would call Mr. Chalk. What does that mean? And that's a gambler over here. Uh, Joe is Mr. Chalk, and that's fine. He's not. He'll never skydive. He probably won't get on a bike or skateboard again. No risk, Joe, is what I'll call you. We're doing a pick'em. What risk do you do in a pick'em? Also, I'm beating you in the betting thing too. So, what does that have to do anything? Should we have done units? Would you like plenty to do of games next year? Plenty of season left, jerk ass. Oh, okay. There's four weeks. You're down by there's still bowls now. and there's still playoffs. 
Oh, you're talking about for the for the FBS one. Okay, all right. Starting off with FCS, I'm talking about for everything. You would need me to completely shit my pants. Elon versus you, which you have before Delaware. And so have you, Delaware as well. Villanova. I was versus talking FC estimates, which you, ver- which you <laughs> no, I know you were not Villanova versus so UNH. I'll take Villanova. I'm taking UNH. Talk about me actually taking a risky pick going at the unranked team. William and Mary versus Albany. Albany, it'll be close. Give me Albany as well. Furman versus Chattanooga. Uh, Furman. Furman, fu all the time. Give me that. Uh, South Dakota versus SIU. I'll take SIU. Another close one. Another one that we definitely could have previewed. How would we? How would you pronounce that? Is it Sui or Siu? Which one is the? What, what do you think that is? Right, I'm going to go with SIU as well. <laughs> Illinois State versus Missouri State. Illinois State. I'll go with the Redbirds. Give me that ill state. North Dakota State versus South Dakota State. South Dakota State. Yes, yeah, so I'm not going to overthink this. South Dakota State. Austin P versus Eastern Kentucky. You did it to yourself, man. You put this on the board and you did it to yourself. <laughs> you, you refused to pick Austin P. Austin P is a really good team. They're a really good team, but I have to pick Eastern Kentucky. And I know I picked it this week. Give me the, I knew, I knew. <laughs> give me the Austin P hat men. Uh, Portland State mm. versus UC Davis. Uh, give me Portland State. Keep betting against him, Joe. Keep betting against him. Don't make me take the Portland State train. You were on it early. Don't make me. Don't flip flop on me now. I'm blanking on the cat's name that I love on on UC Davis. The kid with the blonde, long blonde hair. I'm blanking at Rex. Oh my God, what is his name? I, I look. I like UC Davis though. Portland State had a good game. I like Coach Barney. The bit thing runs out though. The bit thing does not stay consistent eventually. Um. Sac State versus Montana. I am. A, I can't Rex believe Connors, you moron. Rex Connors. That's what it is. I can't believe you let them get to you. You let them get to you because everything we just highlighted there favors Sac State. You even agreed with me on most yeah, of what, what you, I just said. I don't know what you're talking about. I took Sac State. Oh, you piece of good. You, you, you let me. Here's what, what happened. There's Sean. some trolling. There's you some trolling me, for you. You There's let me for trolling. 10 minutes. Break down why Montana has a disadvantage personnel and statistically has a disadvantage and them being at home. And you listen to me and I talked you into it. And now you're flipping your pick because you're a little coward. That's what you are. You really Joe. are a troll. Maybe that Joe, Blake guy really was onto something have. calling no, you. No, a, no. What was the word you. he used? A mouth breathing shit heel. Is that what he called? You? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I control you. And I just pulled off a master class, uh, and that, that that's all I need. Sac State, come on now. Uh, yeah, I'm also going with Sac State. At Joe DeLeon. Punch your mic more. <laughs> Shut up, at Joe DeLeon. Radio. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you find your podcast, and also on the YouTube channel. Montana fans, we all love you. We all love you. We're just asking for some reciprocation here. They're not going to. We'll be back. You're an idiot. (laughs) This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.